What's up, Freaks? Welcome back to the Freaks Procast presented by the Procspace. I'm your host, Dario, and even though it's Thursday, I'm alone here in the Moonbase studios uh, as Randy has gone to another mission in Norway filming some more stuff for the Matter Mortem documentary we're working on. Really exciting time, so I'm gonna do this alone again. Um, Randy's gonna be back next week. Yes, uh, what can we expect from this episode? It's uh, the podcast episode number 41 already, and uh, I brought you two interviews from last Saturday in Dortmund, um, and that is with Frederick and Seaman from Marathon, and then another one with Guillaume from Clone. So stay tuned for those two interviews later. Before that, a little bit of housekeeping, um, a solo What's in Your Walkman section, and of course, I'm gonna pick a release of the week. Um, yeah, the last episodes, last Thursday, we had our special Metropolis Part 2 scenes from a memory nerd out. That was a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, and yeah, on Monday, um, in addition to the What's Hot section, there was a really, really cool interview with Seaman Bervin from Leprous, the bass player. Super interesting stuff. Uh, he's, he, uh, yeah, I, I loved it, uh, what he had to say. So definitely go check that out if you haven't already. And uh, Leprous, Marathon and Clone are, of course, still on tour. They're, um, they're going to have a couple of dates like today in Istanbul and tomorrow in Tel Aviv without Marathon. And then they're going to be back in Europe, starting in Athens with Marathon again, and then making their way through Eastern Europe and then jumping over to another uh, run of dates in the Netherlands, France and Portugal. So definitely... If you have the chance, don't miss out to see that package. It's a, an amazing package. You have some upbeat, happy stuff, um, but nevertheless, really proggy with Marathon from Norway as well. And of course, Clone bring their signature um, melancholy atmospheric sound that's heavy without being distorted. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, kind of uh, tied in with last episode, um, the last uh, episode number 40, uh, the Monday What's Hot section started off with Bored Colstad's playthrough of The Sky is Red. And um, I read some weird comments. Uh, on Facebook, to be honest, and and one particular one in particular kind of um, made me thinking. Um, it was kind of two part. Um, that guy said that he doesn't like Lepros anyway because the vocals ruined it for him. So, I mean, yeah, that's just taste. 
uh, I can't argue with that. But like the second part of the comment was like, and what's also ruining it for me is the the uh, China placement in the drum kit of Bart. And then I'm I'm like, what? I mean, I I I totally get if you don't like the vocals, but if you let a China placement put you off of uh, the music, then I don't know. You've uh, some high grade OCD or something. Um, that for me it sounds like uh, you're. Um, if 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 you would like the music, but the guy is uh, left lefty and and plays a lefty guitar, so uh, well then maybe don't look at him and enjoy the music um, with your eyes closed uh, on headphones or I don't know I I just didn't understand it. Um, that was my thought of the day. Um, before we jump into the other sections of this episode. Uh, of course, a uh, little reminder to check out the Spotify playlist I'm compiling for each episode. Um, today I'm gonna throw in uh, some Marathon and Clone stuff as well uh, for you guys to check out if you don't know those bands already. And that brings us to the first, uh, or yeah, after this introduction, second section... What's in your Walkman? Well, what's in my Walkman? Today I was listening, uh, this morning on my commute, I was listening to a Norwegian band called Frantic Bleep. And that was thanks to Agnete, a metamortem singer, um, posting about them as they are somehow uh, out of the periphery of metamortem, uh, out of that family um, they had one album 15 years ago, and that was called The Sense Apparatus, and I remember knowing it from uh, back in the day when I listened to the Proglos radio, and, but I haven't listened to it in a long time, so, so I was kind of revisiting it, and it has super interesting stuff. Um, kind of reminded me a little bit of, yeah, these Norwegian prog metal bands that are always flirting a little bit with avant-garde, uh, like uh, Age of Silence and Winds and a little bit of Arcturus as well, although less uh, symphonic. Um, and 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 some some really yeah interesting stuff in in the middle. There was there was some stuff that reminded me a bit of yeah math mathy post hardcore in in the song Curtain Razor. Um, Definitely something really interesting to check out. It's a 2005 release. Um, so, yeah, 15 years old. And according to Metal Archives, um, a BP from Metamortem uh, is uh, the, the lead vocalist now in the, that band. And according to him, the band is the project is apparently uh, still active. Um, maybe Agnete or Randy, who's in Norway now, can ask BP what's what's up with more frantic bleep stuff. Um, of course, I'm gonna throw in some some of those songs into the Spotify playlist as well. Going on to the release of the week. Well, it's. Uh, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, 
February 14th. And we have a lot of releases tomorrow. But there's only one I can pick in this section. And there can only be one. Of course, it is Psychotic Walls, their comeback album, The God-Shaped Void. I've been listening to it quite a few times already, and uh, I really like it. Um, for those of you who who know me a little bit better, uh, they know that I'm quite ecstatic about Psychotic Walls back catalog. Their four albums in the 90s are prog metal history and um, yeah the first two albums a social grace and into the everflow in i think yeah 1990 and 93 respectively are like no argument about that for me they are 11 out of 10 albums i just can't help it so amazing and also the follow-ups um mosquito from 1995 and Bleeding from 1997, if I'm not mistaken, um, are absolutely terrific records and with a probably 9.9 .9 bordering on a 10. Um, so the God Shaped Void kind of combined what lead vocalist Devon Graves has been up to since they disbanded in 1997 or uh, shortly thereafter. Uh, mainly his years with his solo project Dead Soul Tribe um, that he did with some friends from Austria where he lives since then. And um, that was a little bit more... Um, uh, yeah... The, like a reduced groovy tempo and and quite melancholic sound and um yeah that is also something that is um you if you listen to the god-shaped void you might um notice that uh the tempo is is quite slow throughout um and yeah, a lot of the melodies remind me a lot of Dead Soul Tribe, but there's still variety in it, and and some songs are have a more aggressive edge to them, and some uh, some a more mellower edge, um, and but yeah, what what makes makes it stand out from the Dead Soul Tribe stuff is definitely the unparalleled parallel <laughs> guitar the dual guitar lines of uh, the two uh, guitar players yeah Dan Rock and Brian McAlpin they, they they have created such a unique and and uh, unmistakably psychotic wall signature um, sound with their goosebumps inducing uh dual harmony guitars um and it's it's a joy to have them back um it, it's been a long ride of course it's the first psychotic walls or the, the first um proper studio release from psychotic walls in 
almost 25 years, um, there, there has been some live archives and, and, and especially the Dark Millennium compilation in 1998 and 1999, but those were not a proper band um, albums. And um, the Dark Millennium uh, stuff was more like a soundtrack thingy that, yeah, like reminded me a lot of... Uh, Danny Elfman, um, a lot of synths and stuff. I, I really love those uh, songs as well. And and I, I can hear those uh, influences as well, um, even though more in a song context um, than in these like, uh, instrumental soundscapes. Um, and also here and there a little bit of... Uh, the amazing project, the Shadow Theory, that um, Devon Graves did, like uh, ten years ago or something, and um, yeah, it's uh, they they've been t back together for more than ten years now. Um, so uh, they had their reunion tour with Symphony X and Nevermore back then, and. Um, but they took their time, and um, the new album is fantastic. It 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 it's having a hard time getting back up to those uh, eleven out of ten uh, ratings. But uh, that's that's okay. I'm happy they're back. The album is beautiful. I will write a review probably tonight uh, for the release date tomorrow. And then you can read that on the prog space as well. Um, wow, I'm I'm talking a lot more, a lot longer than I expected. Um, I hope you enjoyed my ramblings. Yeah, go listen to the new Psychotic Waltz album, The God-Shaped Void. It's out tomorrow on Valentine's Day. Makes for a great gift. All right, guys, without much further ado, I will give you Marathon and Clone now. Thank you for listening. Take care. Until the next time. Freaks out. So, what's up, freaks? I'm still in Dortmund at the junkyard, and uh, with me now is uh, Frederick from Marathon, and he brought uh, Simon. Simon. Simon, yeah. And he's also from Marathon. Yes. And, uh, just recently, like more or less today, rejoined the band. Yeah, I did. Um, that was a surprise uh, for me, actually. So um, it's a good with a surprise sometimes. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, tell us a little bit uh, about the the history of the band. Then how how and uh, you just told me that uh, Simon actually started the band. Yes, way back when. Uh, uh, way back when. Uh, <laughs> he, I could actually just give the microphone to him and give him yeah, uh, the opportunity to tell the story himself. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks. Uh, so the band sort of started in 2010. When um, when I moved to Oslo and I, I wanted to start a band and I asked on the internet, hey, does anyone want to start a band with me? And I put out some songs uh, and I got in contact with Frank, the drummer, who's still in the band today, and a guy called Kevin who joined on bass and we just met up, took a few beers and uh, 
like the chemistry was there. So we just started looking for a singer and we spent thousands of hours digging through demos. <laughs> we had a guy come in from Brazil who didn't even speak English. We had a wow. Swedish like a, a party boy trying to like you know, change this into an acoustic band. We had this old guy who wanted to call the band White Guy, uh, where oh. he was supposed to like wear all white with a white wig and a white cane and a white cape. Oh, that's weird. And he wanted us to be like in black suits, basically. So wow. it was like a tough process. <laughs> and suddenly this guy, Frederick, walked in the door and everything changed. He was, he was a perfect singer for us. So, and there is this history. Yeah. No, that's a funny story. That's a funny story, actually, because uh, I actually went to a music school at that time in Oslo. And uh, I was recently in two, three bands at that time. And I was not actually looking for another band. Uh, but suddenly a friend of mine just uh, showed me um, a demo of uh, uh, some, some sort of band. And uh, I was like, yeah, show it to me. I'll, I'll listen to it. And it just blew my mind. It's just suddenly this is what music is supposed to be for me, yeah. at least, because music is different for everyone. But um, I was just set back. I was just, uh, I told him, is it possible to send in a demo or something? <laughs> is it just, is it too late? Because he told me, yeah, they found a singer and stuff like that. So I went to his home and uh, we got drunk <laughs> nice. and I just started improvising over the over the thing and um we just did it like easy on the computer phone stuff like yeah. that and it was really really uh not so I just um so I just sent the, the demo in and uh, I got a note the other day just you're in the band and uh from there on we just uh, just grew and grew and grew and just uh, made music yeah that's the thing it's been all about in the music that actually is music for me and music for <laughs> Simon and the rest of the guys that yeah. really means something. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, Frederick, we've seen each other before um, yeah. with Twenty Two um, once with Leprous on the second uh, leg of the European Molina tour, yeah. right? And yeah, then right. Um, last year at Euroblast. Euroblast, yeah. Um, that was fun. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, Marathon, you were. In Marathon before you joined 22, actually, right? Yeah, that's that's also a funny thing because uh, <laughs> I listened to 22 at the first time uh, in 2009. Uh, that was uh, the year I actually uh, understood that prog music is something for me. Awesome. Uh, that uh, I I knew that that's how supposed uh, that's how music is supposed to be for me, and that's what makes me interested yeah. so i've been a fanboy of 22 for so many years <laughs> and uh, they called me and they just uh we've, we've been in marathon for a long time and we made a lot of music and that has made me into a vocalist suit suited for that kind of music i guess yeah. and um and uh suddenly when so Magnus you, 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 you learned your skills with marathon to be ready for 22 uh, if you want to say it. yeah kind of kind of kind of so when Magnus called me, I was just, uh, I didn't know, I was, I was kind of gigglish, yeah. you, know, okay. you know, like yeah, when your favorite like superhero is calling you, it's like, hey, yeah. oh, what, <laughs> why are you calling me? Hey, you want to try out to be a singer of 22? And I just, uh, just took the opportunity and uh, just sent in some demos and uh, yeah, started to blossom. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I do both. That's great. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to Marathon as uh, Marathon are joining, of course, Lep um, Leprous tonight yep. for their second uh, European leg of the Pitfalls Tour. Yeah. And uh, so let's talk about Marathon and the debut album Meta, mm. which was finally released last April. And 
how long was it in the making and uh, yeah, how was uh, how was that process going? Because you said you founded the band in 2010. 2010, yeah. And last year was 2019. Yep. So um, it's what? been a long ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's been a crazy story because uh, we started making music uh, right away actually, and uh, we made uh, we made an EP at first. Uh, we really released four or five songs, and uh, we actually felt comfortable just making making a lot of music. And uh, we re when we did we release that semen? It was in. You can tell the story actually, because you. Um, oh, the EP EP story. Well, we actually just recorded a bunch of demos, and they sounded really good. So we we're like, let's just release this and see see what happens. Yeah. And um, that was in 2012, I believe. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually pulled from from. From online stream services and stuff. Yeah, it is. I don't think it's available anymore. Nope. Oh. I have like 300 <laughs> CDs at home, so <laughs> so we can we'll see what we can do about that. It's sort of represents the older side of the band, you know. Yeah. Like you know, we progressed a lot since then, but uh, yeah, we started making uh, Meta in 2013, actually. Okay. Yeah, I started doing all the uh, pre-production stuff, writing all the songs, all that kind of stuff, and uh, started recording it in 2014, and it was actually. Like, the first version of Meta was done in 2014. Wow. Yeah, so it's been so on the shelf five, for a long time. But uh, but uh, these guys, after I left in 2014, they kept working on it and doing remixes of it and making it sound better. It was still the same recording, but different mixes. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so, and, and, uh, so we basically remixed half the album, and it sounds a thousand times better now. So I was super yeah. happy we, we spent, it spent the time. It does sound amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's, that's and, nice. Uh, The thing we did also when we actually had the album on the shelf, if you want to call it like that, we did a lot of live gigs. Yeah. So we played yeah. a lot live just to get that really live sounding just set so it would be really good when we released the album. And now we're here. Awesome. So uh, it's been a ride. Yeah. So um, how would you describe the sound of Maritain to someone who has never heard anything from you before? Um, Uh, it's kind of it's kind of hard to describe because a lot of music from Norway these days, like with Leprous and uh, other bands, uh, it's kind of a point. modern. Huh? <laughs> Rendezvous point. Rendezvous point. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I won't forget that, of course. But it's a kind of uh, what people call a kind of a modern prog, uh, atmospheric, uh, atmospheric uh, prog, and a new type of Norwegian uh, progressive music that's been just building the last couple of years. And uh, there's true. not many like sounding bands actually. When uh, I, would, I would, I would actually, um, I would agree with that statement as a prog journalist. Yeah, as of, well. course, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, no, but still, yeah. we have our inspiration. I, I, uh, I see that movement as well. Yeah. growing. And yeah, it's growing. It's growing. Distinct sound and. And it's really like interesting to see. It's really fun to see that it, it's actually Norway has been pioneering like doing that. Yeah, it's been uh, really good. But we're in really inspired by other bands, of course. Yeah. Like uh, Marsh Volta has been a great inspiration. Uh, Muse, of course. And um, yeah, other Meshuga and stuff like that. It's yeah. been really, because we've all been into metal for quite some, like many years. But uh, we we've really felt that we Still needed to do something. The, yeah, the, the, the modern rocky sound. Yeah. yeah. Le, le, less metal. The funny yeah, thing, we when we started, we haven't even, uh, we haven't even heard of uh, Lepers. Uh, they yeah. went, uh, like Einar, he uh, he attended the same school as me uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah so you went for a sound production and I, I think that was it like sound and stuff like that and yeah. I went to uh, uh, the musician part of the school yeah so I played the bass there so and now I'm a singer <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's been fun to see 
Um, yeah, so uh, on Meta, what are the lyrical topics and who did the lyrics? And yeah, what what are they about? Is there like a general theme or to or, or concept even? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah it sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so the lyrics on, on Meta, were, I, I wrote them, or like 99% of it, <laughs> I believe. You chipped in a bit as well when we yeah, were when, when we when we were uh, recording, but uh, the album is about identity and figuring out your place in the world. Who are you? Who, who am I supposed to be? Like, yeah, that's sort of the main concept, and then each song explores a different aspect of that, uh, which is something I spent a lot of time thinking about, obviously, <laughs> since we <laughs> made a, made an album about it. So, yeah. so yeah, it's a it's an album about in identity, belonging, figuring out who you are, growing as a person. That's, that's and, basically um, it. Well, you you released two singles after the album that are not on the album with Fringe Logic and Almost Human. Yeah. Um, so uh, how how did that happen? How do they fit into the picture? And why why did you release them separately? <laughs> well, they were supposed to be on the album. We actually recorded them at the same time, but okay. but for some they just didn't fit on the album. I guess. Frederick raises yeah, his hand. <laughs> I I I know why they weren't on the album. I I was not like at all um I, I i weren't like really confident with the vocal tracks there yeah i, I didn't feel like uh, it was representing the rest of the album and uh, for me to release something that was not quite there not finished yeah. uh, i didn't feel comfortable with doing that yeah. so i held them back because um Cosimus was out of the picture that time so yeah. uh, i took like I took the main kind of the chief role in the band, just doing the executive uh, just like decisions. decisions yeah. yeah, so I started just uh, these those two songs. They were really really strong, but they were missing like thirty percent of what it could be. Mm -hmm. So I felt uh, of the respect of the bands and no no the respect of the songs and the respect of uh, actually the song making. I needed it to be a hundred percent. So uh, so we remixed uh, French Logic and we did. Um, the almost human vocal tracks all new, so uh, okay. we re-recorded the vocal tracks on almost human, and I'm really really satisfied with it now. And we changed a bit of the sound and synths and yeah. did a lot with it. So um, I felt uh, like Meta was still not whole as a like a part. So you can actually call like the two songs like kind of a Meta tale. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it's a tale of the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still belongs. Still belongs on two meta uh, to the meta universe. Pieces awesome. Of the Pieces of the puzzle. Awesome. Yeah. So you you're you're creating a little bit of universe around that album, just like uh, Twenty Two did. Yep. With the uh, with the super amazing videos. Yeah, they were really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was been a ride that as well. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you mentioned that you you played uh, live a lot um, yeah. in between the actual recording of the album and the release of the album. Mm. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's uh, not uh, not all the live gigs are on uh, setlist uh, FM. You know that no, website. No, they're not. Yeah. Um, but those I could find, they were all in Norway except of one that was in Roskilde in yep. uh, at Roskilde Festival in 2018, I believe. Yes, um, I was quite crazy because we haven't we hadn't even released the album yeah. when we got the notes uh, from Roskilde that they wanted us to play. 
So, uh, so the thing is, we did a lot of Norwegian gigs because um, the booking, uh, f- uh, we the booking company we used, they mainly booked in Norway. So they got us kind of big gigs in Norway at the Aya Festival and uh, stuff around that, and um, and Bjelum like big festivals in Oslo and mm-hmm. around in Norway and small festivals around. So we just needed that like getting the band into what we needed it to be and the confidence behind being live, of course. So. Um, so uh, that was incredible doing Roskilde. That just hit us back getting that opportunity without even releasing anything. Yeah. So uh, after that, the ball started rolling, and uh, yeah. yeah, the meta release has been crazy. Like we're up to one. It's been so many streams. It's just mind blowing yeah. for me and for for us as musicians because yeah. we we worked with it so much, and yeah. it's hard to imagine that people actually really enjoy it that much. Because we've been working it for so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. Um, so so it's gonna be tonight the first gig outside of Norway, except for Roskilde, or did you play? This is actually the first one, yeah. After uh, Roskilde, yeah. So second gig uh, yeah. outside oh. of Norway. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so any any plans uh, looking into the future after the uh, tour with Lepros now? Um, yeah. Anything you can tell us already? Yeah. I can just start off with saying that we're uh, doing a main, uh, we're doing a headlining gig in Oslo, the twentieth uh, March, twentieth uh, of March. Yeah. And uh, then we're of course going down to Prognosis. Oh yeah, yeah, right. So we're playing the Prognosis Festival yeah, in. Uh, you 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 were announced in the last wave of bands. Yeah, right? we was. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that was uh, amazing. Yeah. So uh, we're really looking forward to that because uh, I've always wanted to play prognosis and uh, like the prog festivals with Marathon as well. Because yeah. I, yeah. I feel that that music will like kind of fit yeah. the, the the theme there. So we'll see. And other plans we're making music, aren't we, Simon? Uh, yeah, we're starting to work on our second album. Um, kind of started already. Yeah, started already. We have like we have some plans to to actually work work on it on this tour. To, to get a head start of it. So awesome. yeah, well, let's let's see what happens. And we're gonna take our time with it to make sure it's the best it could possibly be. Not ten years. No, not not ten years <laughs> yeah, or uh, or six better. years as as it was. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know these things they take time. But um, yeah, it'll be worth it. I promise. Awesome. Yeah. That, that was a great uh, chat, guys. Uh, I'm really happy to that uh, you uh, uh, were that you are. Here. With me on the broadcast. Of course, Dario. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've, I've been listening to you a lot. Uh. Thank yeah, you like, so much. The podcast is really good. So uh, <laughs> it's really good. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys live tonight, and uh, looking forward to see you uh, again in the future, and to hear what uh, what you bring us next. What kind of musical uh, yes. things you're brewing? Brew. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be exciting. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much guys. Man. Thank you. All right, freaks out. What's up, freaks? Uh, welcome back to the broadcast. Uh, we are still in Dortmund at the junkyard, and now I'm sitting here with uh, Guillaume from Cologne. Yes, nice to meet you. <laughs> Thanks for being on the broadcast. Yes. Um, so, your new album, uh, Le Grand Voyage, yes. was released last uh, September. September, yes, that's it. And uh, there's been quite some time uh, between the last studio album and that one, uh, like five years between Here Comes uh, the Sun and That's right. Le Grand yes. Voyage, but you did uh, 
Uh, we did an uh, unplugged album just unplugged before. Album, yes, right. With uh, old songs that we revisit. Uh, with uh, songs from Here Comes the Sun album, Dream Outside the Way album, and uh, also Black Days. And uh, yes. we also <laughs> tour a lot with this album, Unplugged. It was uh, something new for Clone because uh, it's uh, very special to play uh, guitar without distortion, without uh, uh, the, the, the big sound we big have sound, when yes. we play in electric. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it was very special, but we learned a lot of things and it's a really good thing for us. And that uh, also help us to 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 have a different way to approach the new uh, the last album, yeah. Le Grand Voyage, and uh, and we are really proud to to finish everything and to be on tour today uh, to to, yeah. uh, to to focus on the last album and to play it uh, live. So it's uh, it's really cool to to play with Leprous in Europe and to yeah. do this tour. So uh, really excited. I think the package is a real nice nice package. It work. It, it I. I would imagine that it will work very well. Marathon opening up with yes, the, like high energy really, really, really and, good too. And, yeah. and high energy and maybe um, uh, yeah, a little bit more upbeat and yes. happy. Yes. As opposed to a little bit more melancholic clone sound. I think so. And and, and, and then with Lepers you have both. Sometimes. Yes, yes, but we are the, the, the band who plays uh, the low tempo of yeah. the tour, I think. Yeah. Sad and slow. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um Uh, yeah, awesome. So uh, um, I saw you at Your Blast last yes. time, and um, there you 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 still had like a like a mixed set of uh, older stuff and like two newer songs, maybe. Uh, for the show, maybe only we play yonder. only one. Yonder. Yes, we play oh, yeah, Yonder yeah. at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, right. And it was before the the. Um, The release of the album, so uh, we, we were we were not ready for the <laughs> Blast to play more songs because it was yeah. uh, <laughs> the first time we played this song all together, you know, because it's uh, Le Grand Voyage, it's, it's an album that we uh, we, we worked we worked on it uh, only in studio, yeah, and we never did the one rehearsal to play uh, the song mm -hmm. before to record it, so it <laughs> was uh, very special, yeah, and we discover uh, what's happened in live, uh, yeah. like uh, yeah, at Zero Blast. But, but you already played the song at Hellfest, at Hellfest right? too, yes, we, yes. we played this song three times. Yeah. Before the release of the album. Okay, mm. yeah, and and in Hellfest, uh, there's also a video on YouTube. Yes, it's the oh, first uh, time we uh, we played it. Yeah, and it it sounds just as amazing as on the studio. Song was really cool. I, I, yeah, I was uh, when I uh, listened to it. I mean, uh, the the studio single was out for a couple of weeks, I think. Yes, and 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 then you released the video, the live video from Hellfest. Yes. And and I I remember listening to it and I was so blown away. I I, I immediately sent a message to Chris, um, said, "Is this really live?" And he said, "Yeah, I mean, I'm I I'm just uh, um, lucky enough to work with the best musicians." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's what he always says, yes, right? And, and <laughs> we was uh, working with Chris for for this show, and uh, I remember that at the end of the show when we played at the Fest, it was uh, really. Uh, A strange day because we uh, I remember I had to play three times in different city in France All the right, same day yeah, so it yeah. was really uh, short and stressful yeah. and uh, all the people after the show at the Hellfest uh, told us that uh, wow amazing song the best song of the festival etc yeah. and we have seen that written in a lot of uh, articles of uh, journalists etc yeah. so it's, uh, it's, uh, okay it's cool <laughs> it's good news <laughs> <laughs> it's good news and each time we 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 do a show with Chris. Uh, we know that uh, the song will be perfect because he really knows the band. He really, really, really likes the band yeah. too, and uh, yeah. it's uh, good things to to work with him. Yeah. So, so 
also in that sense, it's of course a perfect match that you're touring with Leprous now that he's been doing the sound for Leprous all yes. also for for quite some time. He will do both <laughs> the band, uh, all yeah. the all the for, for the world tour. Yeah, mm. that's uh, um, awesome. Um, what else about the new album? I um, yeah, there's there's a couple of new elements, maybe some 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 string sections as well, yes. and 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 uh, yeah, some some new elements. So um, I, I was um, may, maybe start a little different. Um, maybe the clone has been a band for for more than twenty years, I guess. Mm, yes, something like that. Yeah. And uh, the sound of clone developed pretty. Pretty uh, like a lot over the years. <laughs> yes, <I> know. <laughs> to the to the early stuff, it's more heavy and uh, uh, scream screamer vocals. Exactly. And um, but now it's finished. <laughs> yeah. It's so um, uh, with with the Dreamers Hideaway, you had uh, a lot more melodic uh, uh, vocals already, and then of course, here comes the sun was like the biggest change but there's also some changes some more subtle changes maybe from the dreamers uh, the from from here comes the here sun, comes the sun to, to to uh to le bon voyage. Voyage. um yeah maybe the the changes are not as big as the couple of albums before I, but I'm the, with you, yeah yes, yes. Uh, just a little uh, new new sounds here yes, and there we, i think the, the, the difference is just that uh, the sound is not the same that here comes the sun, but uh, in the same kind of composition, uh, maybe a little bit more uh, slowly songs. Yeah. And uh, with uh, we decided to uh, approve uh, all the reverb choice, <laughs> and uh, we have no problem today with uh, with it. And uh, it's uh, I think I'd like to 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 hear the here comes the sun album with the sound of the last one. Because uh, it's very similar for me. It's, uh, it's very similar songs. Yeah. He, yeah. So the so songwriting process was kind yeah, of yes, similar. and uh, I have the same ideas in mind. Uh, just uh, to to play uh, with uh, less distortion possible and to make something heavy, even if we don't have a really big distortion. It's, yeah. That's yeah. Was that a challenge. And uh, I think we, if you, you have seen Clone live, uh, like uh, you, we will do uh, the show tonight. It's uh, we, ha we have no problem to to sound heavy with yeah. uh, not uh, with but, 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 but few distortion. Yeah, this, that that is uh, that is maybe the one thing I would also like tell somebody if I told them about Clone. Like they're heavy, but the distortion is not. They don't have heavy distortion, but no, they still really. manage to sound heavy. Yes, yes, when yes. they want to sound heavy. Because we play a slow song and uh, pff, big we, impact. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, what we like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, can you tell us a little bit about the lyrics on uh, Le Grand Voyage? Uh, who, who, who's writing the lyrics in the band? It's and not me. It's the singer. And uh, Jan. Jan, yes, and uh, about the lyrics, it's uh, I don't know. I, I think you know the meaning of Le Grand Voyage in English. It's yeah. like the Great Journey. Yeah. And uh, you can, uh, if you have to think about it, uh, it's a lot of different things. You can imagine what you want with that. It's uh, <laughs> it's um, we don't want to impose something, an ideas to someone who, yeah. who will listen who to it. But 
differently. It's the, the important things in the lyrics of Clone, also it's the emotions yeah. and the voice and the word. And uh, sometimes when you hear some voice, some some words, you can uh, it can make uh, an impact to yourself, and you can think about your own story. You know, it's yeah. uh, where there is. Um, it's, it can I, be I, different I, for 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 um, for different people. Can be different. Can mean different things. Yes, because it's uh, enough uh, large. Yeah. To um, you can have your own perception of uh, what you want to say and uh, it's emotion. Yeah. So uh, emotion, you you don't have to think uh, about it. It's something you feel. Yeah. And uh, I think it's possible to understand to understand the sense of uh, the me the meaning if you if you keep your your energy focus on uh, on the emotion. Yeah. But you, you can imagine a lot of things. If you um, take a look on the video clip, etc., you can see a guy who is, uh, who maybe is, uh, is dying, and I don't know exactly. Uh, um, we, we don't we don't want to uh, have to explain all the details of yeah. what we say because it's uh, it's not good. The people are can be uh, alone with the music and think about well, what you want to say, and you can imagine all what you want. And uh, if it's uh, make reference to you to your own story, I think it's a good thing because it's uh, usually it's uh, personal things, yeah. but it's also universal things that can uh, speak uh, to um, to everyone because we we are all human and we yeah. are all the same feeling at different moments and uh, you can uh, I can I am not the, the guy who writes the lyrics yeah, so no, you know I, I, I don't like, I like to, I like, to explain I know I, that I like your explanation it's, it's okay for you so yeah, it's cool. it's perfect <laughs> it's it's uh, it's the perfect explanation actually and um Yeah, I'm really excited to see you again, also with the new stuff. Yes, um, with new songs. Uh, yeah, mm. with the new songs, and uh, I think it uh, might be my fourth or fifth time seeing you. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, first time I saw you was back in, was it 2012, when you played Prague Power Europe? Mm, okay, I remember the yeah. show. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. So, and then I saw you were actually with King's X in Munich. Okay. At the 59 Yes, club. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it was the first <laughs> European tour for for Clone with King's X. Yeah. And, right. Uh, yes, I remember the show in Germany. It, uh, we really like uh, King's X music because uh, when I was young, uh, I yeah. was a fan of Dogman, etc. And uh, yeah, it was really amazing to 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 tour with them. Yeah, great people. Uh, and Doug also did some guest vocals on the Dreamer. Yes, Dreamer's Hideaway yes. on the Fringers. Yes, Duke, Duke did it. Yes, yes. So, uh, no, no, for us. And and uh, I think there's gonna be a new King's X album coming this oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think I read that uh, uh, Doug said that it, it's going to be really crazy and all over the place and every every song will sound different than yes. another song. Okay. So I'm really curious so sounded, to... It sounded really exciting. Yeah, new, yeah. I think they had to push... They, they wanted to go on a tour through Europe last year, but I think the drummer had, had uh, medical problems again, so mm -hmm. it was not good. I go. remember Jerry... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so mm -hmm. they, 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 had, uh, they had to cancel or postpone the tour mm -hmm. um, but I think they I hope uh, they can come, come back this year yeah. with a new album it's going to be really exciting I really um, hope to <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah and then I saw you in Munich of course with your uh, it was all actually that was a really fun show it was a small you did a couple of headliner dates around the actually around the, the same weekend uh, where the um, the the Euroblast, Euroblast okay, was, okay, I um, remember. and it was the Monday in Munich, 
uh, with the band called No Consequence. Yes, I, I have remember. The, yes, I have, okay. I have the poster I hanging in my room, actually. Mm. <laughs> and uh, it was a really rainy day. And um, I went there uh, with friends. We're, we came directly from Proc Power Europe because I was on the same weekend. Okay, okay, yes. Um, and so we were really, really tired from the whole uh, the same, uh, so the uh, same like for us <laughs> four days festival mm. <laughs> we did prog power you were at uh, at euroblast mm. and and then i remember you had a day off the, the day after or something so we went maybe uh, yes so you went to, to have a drink with some friends of mine ah, really? um and and i was like i really wanted to go but i was so tired ah. <laughs> it's complicated sometimes i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah great it's okay It was perfect. It was awesome to talk to you. Um, I'm looking forward to see uh, seeing the show later. And uh, yeah, have fun on the tour. And I'm uh, uh, curious what what's gonna be next see for Clone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious too. <laughs> really. See you next time. Thanks a lot. And thank you, Guillaume. Cheers. Freaks out. The Freaks Progcast, presented by the Prog Space, is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, Freaks. See you next time. Freaks out. Going.